Welcome to This Week in Woke with me, your lovable host, Rob Smith. The United States is a beautiful place, but one state is just better than all the rest. And to be fair, it isn't even a state. It's a commonwealth. The Commonwealth of Virginia. Eight presidents have been Virginians. All the best founding fathers outside of Sam Adams. Virginians. Booker T. Washington. Tom Wolfe. Meriwether Lewis. Russell Wilson. Warren Beatty. The folksy Old Crow Medicine Show. Sam Houston. Shirley MacLaine. Katie Couric. The tubular Dave Matthews Band. Alan Iverson. George C. Scott, the heavy metal band Lamb of God, Justin Verlander. Ladies and gents, this could take a while, but you get the point. If you want to be an outstanding individual and maybe a bit of a rebel rouser, Virginia is the place you need to be. But to invoke that famous bard, something is rotten in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And I have an idea of what stinks to high heaven the pig pen that Ann Holton rolled out of. Now, folks, people say I'm superficial. I've never denied it, but we all know that Ann Holton is a pig. There are drag queens with more femininity than Ann Holton. She looks just like Tony Curtis in disguise in some like it hot. I won't apologize for being the only person brave enough to say it, we all know that Senator Tim Kaine married ugly-ass Ann Holton to further his political career because she was the daughter of former Governor Linwood Holton. Well, now we are dealing with Ann stinking up public education. You see, since Governor Yunkin's election, Virginia has been instrumental in the battle for parental rights in education and concerns about what kids are being taught and exposed to. We've covered this in our daily news podcast during the week, and we've given special attention to this on a few episodes of This Week in Woke. This was Yunkin's key issue that won him over independent and moderate voters. Frankly, Yunkin put education on the map for Republicans as a key issue. We often see Republicans acting defensively, and for Yunkin, it has been a rare offensive strategy. But Virginia's Board of Education has appointees like Ann Holton and Dr. Tammy Mann, who oppose Yunkin's every step to reform education. So when Yunkin's first executive order as governor was a straight-up rejection of critical race theory with the goal to empower parents to play an informed and active role in crafting educational standards, these two saw it as a threat to their hegemony. But this week, the Yunkin education team unveiled their draft of the new standards of learning. This will be voted upon in April and will stand for seven years. The draft was accepted by a five to three vote. President Daniel Gecker, Vice President Tammy Mann, and board member Ann Holton, all appointees of former governors Ralph Northam and Terry McAuliffe, I mean McAuliffe, opposed moving forward with the proposal over concerns that the introductory pages and guiding principles are too, quote, political. Let's review what they found so offensive. The United States, whose founding history is rooted in Virginia's history, has led the world in political, social, and economic thought 
and action in ways that fundamentally change the interactions and expectations of individual citizens with their governments. Students will know that the Declaration of Independence first stated that, quote, all men are created equal and that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The standards will recognize the world impact of America's quest for a more perfect union and the optimism, ideals, and imagery captured by Ronald Reagan's, quote, shining city upon a hill, end quote, speech. Students will know our nation's exceptional strengths, including individual innovation, moral character, ingenuity, and adventure, while learning from terrible periods and actions in direct conflict with these ideals. Obviously, they were offended with the inclusion of Reagan and ignorant to the fact that City on the Hill has been used by JFK, Obama, and even Amy Klobuchar used it to introduce Biden. This saying goes back to John Winthrop's speech in Holyrood Church in 1630. It was about what the ideal city would look like if they lived Christian ideals and practiced true charity. When preparing this script, Stu told me Winthrop's speech was required reading for his American philosophy class in college. The inclusion of Reagan's speech would be taught with clear context. You can even see in the Virginia and U.S. history standards where Winthrop is clearly discussed. And if I'm being frank, I think their objection to Reagan's stems from the other people discussed alongside him, Thatcher and the legendary Václav Havel. I think z těch zemí, kde ještě nějaký typ diktatury existuje, že velmi důležité bylo, byl ten, ten dobrý pocit, že děláme něco, co je správné, co se má dělat. Ne, nejsme, nemáme ten nepříjemný pocit jakési, jakési upatlanosti, usmolenosti s tím, že, z toho, že děláme kompromisy nebo že neříkáme to, co si opravdu myslíme, že se ohýbáme, podřizu, podřizujeme tomu tlaku. Ten základní jakýsi osvobozující pocit je důležitý a je důležitější než otázka, kdy a jak se to promění v nějaký viditelný, viditelný úspěch. To se může proměnit zítra, pozítří, za deset let, nebo se to také nepromění nikdy. S tím se, jak se... If the kids started learning about Havel, who exposes how the commies work, it's over for the likes of little Timmy Kane and his minions. But Anne didn't stop there. She said this. You cannot reference the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution as remarkable documents without also acknowledging that they are fundamental in enshrining slavery and limiting the protections that they provided only to white property-owning men. Damn, man. I didn't realize you hated America. 
You see, their core issues is that they see the goal of endowing students with a patriotic education that celebrates the exceptionalism of the United States and recognizes its eras as a partisan issue. Seriously. Critics of the new standards said this week that it is partisan to have a patriotic education. However, it is not partisan to teach students they are responsible for historical wrongs based on immutable characteristics such as race or ethnicity. Obviously, Anne's comments caused a stir, and her hubby, Tim Kaine, had to come out and say this, quote, the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence are absolutely remarkable documents, and my wife believes the same thing. My wife didn't say that these documents weren't remarkable. She believes that they are, and she's pledged an oath to them multiple times in her public service career, end quote. Okay, Tim, but if someone has no honor, what good is an oath? Their son, Linwood Michael Kane, who goes by Woody, short for Linwood, no doubt, lit explosives in the Minnesota state capitol to disrupt a pro-Trump rally. Police arrested the son of vice presidential candidate Tim Kane at a protest inside the Minnesota state capitol. 24-year-old Linwood Woody Kane was part of a group of anti-President Trump protesters who disrupted a pro-Trump rally on Saturday. The clash quickly turned violent. WCCO photographers captured images of protesters kicking, even pepper-spraying President Trump supporters. Two on the pro-Trump side were left bloodied. Esme Murphy reports on the arrest and the reaction from the Democratic senator. As the clashes and violence escalated, state troopers arrested one of the anti-Trump demonstrators inside the state capitol. Other anti-Trump protesters were escorted out of the capitol. St. Paul police say a group of five anti-Trump demonstrators, including Linwood Kane, set off fireworks slash smoke bombs, then ran outside to this park just outside the capitol building. Virginia Senator Tim Kaine and his wife issued a statement today saying, quote, we love that our three children have their own views and concerns about current political issues. They fully understand the responsibility to express those concerns peacefully. But St. Paul police say Linwood Kane's arrest was anything but peaceful. According to a St. Paul police statement, Kane ran from officers, resisted arrest, and it took three officers, including one who had to use pepper spray, to get him on the ground and arrest him. Kane is a 2014 graduate of Carleton College in Northfield and lives in this South Minneapolis fourplex. He was held in the Ramsey jail on suspicion of second degree rioting, a felony. When you are a fortunate son, daddy comes to the rescue and you just get probation, despite your Antifa activities. But of course, despite not one person trying to blow up the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, like Woody did to the Minnesota Capitol, Kane refers to January 6th as an insurrection. Woody doesn't like free speech. Maybe that's why Fat Ann doesn't like the Constitution because it protects free speech. But what will the future look like for public education when it comes to history? Will it be the same crap that has taken history from a required course to an elective? Or will it be Yunkin's vision of history instilling a sense of excellence, a love for the past, a sober recognition of the nation's past failings, a patriotic spirit, 
and the ability to think critically about duties and responsibilities as citizens. But it didn't end there. Oh, no. Virginia Democrats were pissed. They executed a political hit job against Suparna Duda. Duda was appointed by Yunkin and operating in an acting role not yet truly confirmed. Yunkin and Duda became friends when he was a candidate due to her co-founding of the Coalition for TJ, a group that opposed admission policies and sued the Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology, a prestigious and highly selective magnet school in Northern Virginia. Asian students were being negatively targeted by diversity, equity, and inclusion measures that denied them prestigious awards, which of course would lead to scholarship money amongst other things. Duda's appointment signaled Yunkin getting a parent involved and a parent who has a pretty prestigious STEM background to boot. But during the discussion on the standards of history draft, Duda got into it with Ann Holton in regards to Anne's comments about the Declaration of Independence and Constitution. Duda denounced communism and socialism and praised traditional values. To an audience as inclusive as our Virginia is, you cannot reference the Declaration of Independence and Constitution as remarkable documents without also acknowledging that they contain fundamental flaws of enshrining slavery and limiting the protections that they provided for only to white propertied men. I, I just, I can't, I'm not comfortable with that language. I'm not comfortable with the language of, of uh, centralized government planning in the form of socialism or communist political systems is incompatible with democracy. I, I, would, I would concede on communism, but there are plenty of governments that call themselves socialist democratic governments. Uh, so, you know, what is socialism compatible with democracy? That would be a great debate to have in a, um, a 12th grade government uh, mm -hmm. civics class. Um, the Declaration and the Constitution, I think it's, they're remarkable documents. I, I don't, do not believe the Declaration and Constitution enshrine slavery, um, nor did they limit protections to white propertyed men. As far as the uh, socialism or communist, I think socialism is just about as bad as, as communism. Socialism is like the nanny state, which predominates in so many parts of the world. It's, it co-ops the important decisions belonging to families and individuals. I, I come from a country which used to be more socialistic now than, you know, then than it is now, but it's, it is, it creates dearth, dependency and depression. Somebody had to jump in and, and challenge that viewpoint that, you know, America is great. America's founding documents are great. And I do believe that socialism um, is very destructive. Coming from a country which was founded as a socialist country, you know, and it continues to be in India. Uh, I, I, I just disagree. I think that giving people their their freedoms in in every way makes for a better um, better citizenry and being allowed to to uh, to decide things for ourselves rather than rather than you know the government you know america won't be great if if it uh doesn't you know is isn't allowed to keep its independent uh streak Virginia State Senator Gazela Hashmi introduced a last-minute amendment 
removing Duda from the nominations. The Virginia State Democrats were very upset that she felt socialism was a destructive ideology and incompatible with democracy. The amendment passed on a party-line vote. Yunkin was furious and said this, quote, Senate Democrats voted to remove Suparna Duda, shockingly claiming that a public school parent isn't qualified to serve on the Board of Education. She is a mother and an advocate for parents' rights. She is an immigrant and an advocate for Asian Americans. She is an engineer and advocate for STEM education. She's not only well qualified, she epitomizes parental involvement in our schools, and we need her voice on the Board of Education. And once again, the Democrats just show they know absolutely nothing. They talk about the importance of lived experience. Well, how about this lived experience? In India, there are various communist and socialist parties. There are also Indian Maoist parties that are so radical that they are labeled as terrorist groups. The CCP themselves define Maoism as socialism with Chinese characteristics. So if your home country has had Maoist rebels, socialists by their own definition, since 1967, that sporadically massacre and target people, are you allowed to not have negative thoughts about the ideologies that inspire this conduct? Is this lived experience not valuable? They talk their big talk about diversity and women and this and that, but when the rubber hits the road, they really only care if you're going to vote for them or not. It's all theater. And I bet Ann Holton went home and cried to Tim about how Duder made her feel uncomfortable and how she's an evil Republican. So what does Tim do? He calls up a Virginia state senator, also from India, who happens to be an educator, and gets her to introduce the amendment to take Duda out. What did Timmy promise Gazela? It is all too calculated and lines up too well. They politically assassinated Duda and even got some activist group in Fairfax to label her a far-right extremist. It's reprehensible. You've got a mom who cares about her child. That's enough to get labeled a domestic terrorist nowadays. So until next week, friends, remember, watch Rob is Right every day, say your prayers, and eat your vegetables. This is Rob Smith. Saranara, motherfuckers. That's problematic!